Why do I always regain my weight? I want to welcome you to another episode of the Four Pillars of Health with Kevin Davis. And today we are going to discuss a very, very common question that I get uh, and a lot of people experience. You know, if you've been on the uh, weight loss journey, you know, um, more than likely at some point you've lost weight. But a few months, a year, two years, whatever it may be, you regain that weight. Why does that happen? And what can we do to prevent that? And um, it's just like the stock market. You know, it's up and down, up and down. And you get frustrated. And I and I feel your frustration because I've been there before. I've tried uh, different things in the past until I figure out uh, exactly what's going on with my body. And one of the things that we try to do here uh, with uh, our podcast and with our coaching is what we try to explain the why behind things. Uh, so many times I've had clients that have come in and they have um, had problems maybe with weight, maybe with uh, diabetes. It could be in multiple different things. And they've tried different things. They've tried what their friends have tried. Uh, they've read online. You know, they've tried different diets. They've tried different supplements. And they don't get results. And the reason is, is because they don't know the why. You know, if you can get educated, if you can understand the why behind the difficulties that you're having, then you can address those whys. But if you do not know the whys, it's really, really difficult uh, to maintain that because you don't make changes. You don't make lifestyle changes. And that's one of the things that, uh, that we kind of pride ourselves on with our coaching is uh, we do a lot of teaching. So if you're somebody who is frustrated, uh, can't get results, or you get them and you can't maintain them, you know, you may be a candidate for our coaching. Uh, you may be a candidate for our kickoff uh, on January 1st uh, for our six-week uh, boot camp type of program. Now, obviously, these are paid, and this is something that I think is important. A lot of people ask me, why do you charge for these type of things? It's because you have skin in the game. You know, I've had so many people that I've given free advice to, they don't take it uh, because, you know, they don't have any skin in the game. But when you pay money, things change. You want results, and I want to get results for you. So if you're interested in either um, um uh, program that we have uh, with our coaching, uh, which is a lot more extensive, or a six weeks uh, kickoff starting January 1st, you know, you need to get with me. Uh, the, uh, the space is limited for each program because I only have a certain amount of time and I want to serve people well. So let me know if you're interested in that. Uh, you can get on my email list. I've been letting people know about that as well, too. And um, you can uh, just go to our website at kevindavishealth.com and um, fill out the form, get on our email list, and we'll be able to keep you up to date with the things that we offer as we go along. But today, uh, let's talk about uh, weight reduction, keeping it off, uh, what do you do with the plateau, and how do you keep from regaining the weight that you lost? The first thing I think you have to understand is your body wants to stay the same. It's something called homeostasis. It doesn't want to change. Uh, one way or the other, it doesn't want to change. You know, you may even notice over the holidays, which is where we're at right now. If you're listening to this currently, you know, this is Thanksgiving week or status post Thanksgiving week. And you may have eaten some, eaten a lot more than what you normally do, and maybe you just gained a pound. So it's not like you're going to gain, you know, five pounds usually uh, within that week. 
similarly, uh, you know, if you lose, uh, if you go on a diet, uh, you watch what you eat, you lose some weight, you kind of like stay the same. You know, you usually have this window of weight. Usually it's anywhere between like three and seven, eight pounds. Uh, and you, you kind of go up and down, you know, you weigh yourself every morning. Because your body wants homeostasis. Um, and we're going to talk about why that happens as far as like uh, some of the hormones. But you, if, you, if, if you don't understand that to begin with, then you're going to get frustrated. Uh, you're going to lose some weight. And what's going to happen is, you know, a week or two may go by and you don't lose anymore. And you get frustrated. You think I'm doing the same thing. But you have to understand the, the biology behind it is your body wants to maintain uh, itself. And it does that because it doesn't want to starve. It doesn't want to die. Uh, it's used to being a certain weight, certain amount of calories. And if you reduce that, it thinks, hey, uh, we're going in starv- starvation mode. And uh, once you get past the starvation mode and your body senses that everything's okay, then, you know, weight loss will come. And that's one of the most important things why I extended my coaching into six months is to get people to understand, you know, you have to be consistent with changes that we recommend. Uh, it doesn't happen overnight. Now, um, so the first thing we want to talk about is, uh, you know, the physiological imbalance. And a lot of that, a lot of this has to do with uh, your blood sugar. If uh, you go uh, and you decrease the amount that you're eating, uh, sometimes you can get what we call hypoglycemic. And that just means you, you have a lower blood sugar. Now, I have a lot of people who come in and their blood sugar is normal, but they feel like it's low because it runs at an elevated level. But when that happens, your body needs an energy source. Now, your body can get energy from uh, sugar. It can also get it from fat. But if you're, if you're eating a higher carb uh, type diet and this happens, your body can't get to the fat for the energy. So it needs some uh, sugar uh, for the for the energy. And that's why you get hypoglycemic and you feel like you need to eat something and you feel better right away. It's because you're giving your body that, that um, glucose that it needs to survive. So if we get to the point where we lower our carbs like on a ketogenic type diet, and you don't have to do ketogenic, you just do a lower carb diet, you know, get the processed foods out and excess sugar, then your body starts learning how to burn that fat and become more of a fat burning machine. And you don't uh, get that those hungers and you don't overeat on uh, things that you shouldn't eat because your blood sugar drops. So if you know that going in, there's things you can do to prevent that. There's also some neurobiology type uh, things that go on as well. And a lot of these have to do with... Uh, hormones and some of the hormones that we're going to talk about is leptin and insulin uh peptide uh yy uh there's there's hormones that uh when you um lose weight these uh some of these hormones decrease in function which in turn increases your hunger so leptin is your hunger hormone uh if you decrease uh, your weight automatically this hormone goes up and uh, it makes you more hungry. And usually, then you go back to overeating. It's kind of like one of those things where you talk about uh, willpower. You know, willpower can only last for so long. And once that willpower goes away, you know, these hormones, these physiological things uh, take over, and you overeat. And you get frustrated. And then you quit. And there, there goes the consistency. So if you understand that there's some hormones that are affecting you, you know, you can deal with these. There's another hormone called ghrelin, uh, which uh, increases your hunger. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The, um, 
so when you have these hormones are, are, are affecting you in a way that um, uh, is working against the results that you want to get, if you understand that there's some things that you can do uh, to uh, help with these hormones to actively uh, help them l- help you lose weight instead of working against you, then you can get the results that you want to get. The other thing that, uh, that I see this a lot, and this is something that I have to try to get people over and over to do, is your energy expenditure. And what I mean by that, especially with your muscles. So when someone loses weight, no matter how they lose weight, typically they're going to lose fat and they're going to lose muscle. Well, what happens is when you lose your muscle, you lose your energy expenditure. And if you do regain weight, typically you're going to want to regain that all as fat. And if you regain it as fat, you're going to have more fat and you're going to have less muscle to begin with. And it's harder to maintain that or lose and maintain that weight. So, you know, if you're one of those people who have tried to lose weight for years, uh, you lose some weight but you gain it back and then it's harder to lose it the next time, it could be because you don't have enough muscle mass. And if you don't have enough muscle mass, you're not burning those calories that you need to have. So one thing I try to stress with everybody is exercise. Uh, And it's not just walking, it's strength training, it's resistance training. And, uh, you know, a lot of people worry about, you know, we're going to get muscles like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something like that. And that's definitely not going to happen on the, on the programs that we have because, you know, that takes a lot more detail, but we won't go into that. So, but it's important that you maintain the muscle mass because exercise usually does not help you lose weight. It helps you maintain weight loss, and it's because of the energy expenditure. Again, if you don't know this, you don't know how important it is to exercise. And then the other thing that we talk about is behavior. You know, um, there's things that as you go along, uh, if you're not consistent, if you don't have somebody there in your corner that's usually helping you, you know, you kind of tend to fade back to the things that you did before. And, um, you know, things get in the way, holidays come, stress comes, you lose a job, you have an argument with your boss, your spouse, your kids, no matter what it may be, you know, these, these behaviors uh, or these things that happen will affect your behavior. You know, how many times have you had a stressful day and you want to go home and eat that, you know, piece of chocolate that you normally don't eat, but you end up seeing that you're eating those things. So it's important that uh, we understand the behavior that we're having, wh- where is it coming from? Is it because of uh, fatigue? Are you getting tired of making these changes? You know, so many times, usually around the two-month mark, people get uh, tired of, you know, tracking their foods, of doing all these things, and they just want to quit. But if you have somebody in your corner that's going to help you motivate you, going to keep you on track, you know, you're going to be thankful at month three that you didn't quit, that you want to keep going. Uh, a lot of times decision fatigue can have uh, problems and that can affect your behavior. If you're always trying to make the right decision, uh, the right meals, the right macros, and you're not having somebody that's helping guide you, you get tired of that and that mental stress uh, can wear on you. So these behavior changes, um, you need to figure out where are they coming from. One of the uh, main things that I see a lot of times is sleep. I've had so many clients that their problem with sleep 
and it cha- and it led to uh, different behaviors the next day. They weren't on track with their exercise. They weren't on track with the foods that they were eating. It's because they didn't get enough sleep. So sleep can affect it, and that's why we call uh, this podcast the Four Pillars of Health. It's not just about nutrition, and it's not just about um, exercise. It's about sleep, and it's about prayer. Those things play a part in your overall success uh, to lose and maintain the weight that you want to get. So what's some of the things that you can do to uh, help prevent you from regaining or, you know, staying that weight plateau? One thing I think you have to do is make your make your plan practical. You know, your my plan cannot be your plan. It has to be your plan and something that you can do uh, in your life on a regular basis. You have to be uh, consistent with it. And the frequency of the things that we need to address, like good sleep, exercise, those type of things, they have to be doable. You can't make these things fall so far fetched that you can only reach these a few times a week or a few times a month. You need to be able to do these on a daily basis. And then they need to be evidence based. You know, there's so many uh, theories that fly on the Internet uh, that if you don't know what's true and what's not true, it gets frustrating because you don't know who to follow. The other thing I think is important is make it measurable. If you're going to have goals, you need to make them measurable. You know, if you want to lose 10 pounds, then 10 pounds is what you want to lose. If you want to come off medication, uh, say high blood pressure or diabetes medicine, that's measurable. Did you come off of it or did you not? Did you measure your waist? Do you want to lose two inches around your belly? You know, you you can actually measure those things. It's not something like uh, uh, the just a pie in the sky, I want to lose weight. You know, well, how much do you want to lose and what time frame do you want to lose it? So those are the things I think is very uh, important. And uh, a lot of times uh, people have a hard time measuring these things themselves and keeping themselves accountable. We, you know, we look at other people and uh, we can judge them and we can say, well, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do it this way or whatever it may be. But when it comes to ourselves, we give ourselves a lot more grace than what we give other people. So having somebody in your corner that's going to encourage you, but also keep you accountable is very important. And then the other thing is, it's like, are you, and this leads into this last part is, are you going to take self ownership of this? Is it going to be something that you're going to own uh, your decisions? Are you going to own your results? And if you are, and you're not leaving it up to somebody else, you're going to get much better results. If I have a coaching client and they depend on me and, uh, and it's up to me whether they make those changes, it's not going to happen. You know, it's not that important to them. You know, I cannot make them make the changes. I can help guide them. I can help them figure out the best way. But they have to take ownership in their decisions. And a lot of times that takes a little bit of uh, self reflecting to know okay this is what I need to this is what I need to know uh, this is what I need to do if these things do not get done it's on me so I'm there to help people uh, your coach your healthcare provider is there to help people but they're not there to take care uh, take ownership of your results uh, nobody can take ownership of my results only myself can take uh, uh, results uh, ownership of my results so you know the reason I want to uh, have this uh, podcast is because I think it's important uh, that people understand it's more than just calories in and calories out. You know, if it was that easy, everybody could lose weight. Uh, but there's so many things that are involved uh, with you getting getting the results that you want to get 
that, um, you know, you have to understand the whys behind it. And if you understand the whys, if you understand that you're not, uh, your sleeping is keeping you from losing weight, then it's up to you to make those changes. Uh, you know, people can help you, I can help you, but it's up to you to make those changes. If the sleep is the, is the culprit and you, you know, you say, well, I can't help it. I got to stay up and watch TV and get up early and go to work or whatever it may be, then that's on you. You know, you have to make those choices. Uh, but if you know what they are, then it's a lot easier to make those because you're not flying in the dark and you're not really guessing. You're figuring out what the problems are. So hopefully that's helped. Uh, hopefully it's give you some encouragement. Um, you know, whether it be me or, or your healthcare provider or another coach, it's important that I think you get somebody in your corner to help you. And uh, I think you'll be able to get uh, better results and, la- and then last a bit longer than just a few months like a lot of weight loss programs do. So let's turn our attention to our catechisms. Uh, we're on number 65. Uh, it says, what are the Ten Commandments sometimes called? And it's God's moral law. You know, if if we just listen to the Ten Commandments and we were to obey the Ten Commandments, how much easier would our life be? And it's because, you know, that, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to be obedient. Uh, if we understand the reasons behind the Ten Commandments, uh, I think that we'll be able to uh, live those and understand that our life will be much better. Uh, it's, and it's because we're going to put God first uh, and we're going to put others first. You know, so many of uh, um, uh, the Ten Commandments, you know, the first part of the Ten Commandments is looking upward towards God. And then the uh, second part of the Ten Commandments is looking outward towards man. And it's not ourselves. And uh, sometimes we get caught up on ourselves. And, uh, you know, I think that's a detriment for a lot of people. Uh, But if we can look to God first, how we can serve God and be obedient and how we can serve others and uh, treat others the way that we would want to be treated, then I think your life will be so much better. And um, because you're obedient to the word of God. Anyway. Uh, hopefully that's helped. Um, if you have questions, concerns, uh, questions about our programs, how to work with us, you know, be sure and reach us on our website. Be more than happy to have a conversation with you uh, to see if we're a right fit. Uh, but remember, uh, be fit and be faithful, and we'll see you guys next week. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No patient-provider relationship is implied or established. This podcast in no way represents the practice of medicine. The information given is to be used at the listener's own risk. Please consult your provider before making any changes, as the contents of this podcast is no substitution for your provider's instruction.